When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. We're back with another episode to the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford right there from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there. This is all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us the five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, including Black Adam this weekend. The response and what's going on as far as projections for the box office, we'll talk about that coming up on the Pop Culture Cosmos. Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the number one Lakers blogger today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, on his five things, just like, you know, five stars on your podcast outlets. Five things right there for you. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Also want to go ahead and mention the man who's having technical difficulties. Hopefully he'll get here soon. It's Ox1947. It is Lakersball.com. Go ahead and be part of the fun today at Lakersball.com. I do also want to mention that we are working behind the scenes to try and start Lakers Fast Break Watch Parties. I have actually finally got a hold of the folks at Playback.tv, and they said they're trying to go ahead and work that out within the next one to two weeks. So keeping my fingers crossed that watch parties are on the way from Lakers Fast Break. And also as well, go ahead and support Joe Soro if you're in the Southern California by transforming your lawn today at Sinblades with a Y. Dot com that symbolizes with a y dot com if you can support all of that plus giving us a subscribe in fact we just got a brand new subscriber before we even went on the air and i am so thankful for it and if you can do the same it is sincerely appreciated well the lakers came back after a very disappointing loss from golden state where in the second half especially the third quarter their effort and their defense failed them as they went to down to a very humbling defeat at the hands of the reigning champion Golden State Warriors. But how would it fare with a team that many, including myself, have predicted for a very strong season this year in the Los Angeles Clippers when they come back to the Crypto.com arena? Well, I will say that even though they got down twice by double digits where it didn't look good for the team, they did persevere. They did show effort. They showed heart. 
and they showed defense, which is something that I know a lot of us here were kind of skeptical if they could do that for four quarters. They did do that, and they did do that very well, and I will give them credit, and I will give Darvin Ham credit for doing that as well as the Lakers came back not once but down twice by in double digits to come back to lead both times, and in the fourth quarter, they did come back and manage to lead, but ultimately the lack of height and the lack of shooting betrayed the Los Angeles Lakers as they could not keep up with the LA Clippers. And in the end, the LA Clippers just barely eked out a win, 103 to 97. Again, just a great effort as far as on the defensive end. I will give them credit on that. Absolutely. And they showed a lot of heart throughout. Want to mention that Anthony Davis, who did take a fall and hurt his, I guess, his lower back slash hip, was out for several minutes in the third quarter. Did not look good. We were all holding our collective breath. He did come back to the game. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 2 of 4 from 3, 9 of 16 overall. Not too bad a game right there for you, especially the fact that he is probably going to be very sore tomorrow. LeBron James, not the greatest game in the world, 20 points, but 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and a monstrous dunk in open transition, which looked very beautiful to see. And also Lonnie Walker IV, very much uh, appreciated in transition. Obviously driving to the basket, that's his game, but 2 of 9 from 3, 26 points overall, which was a plus, but unfortunately, again, the outside shooting did fail the Lakers as they only shot 20% from the floor. Even when they only turn over the ball nine times, they still were able to only manage 20% on the three-point line, which came back and haunted them. The bench did not give them very much at all, with Juan Toscano-Anderson being the high at eight points. Just, again, great effort, but ultimately their lack of height because, you know, Ivica Zupac's dominated on the inside with 17 rebounds and 14 points. Paul George hit 15 and 10. And coming back from a major injury was Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, he looked a little rusty at times, but did hit shots when they needed it. And John Wall did the same coming back. He came back to score 15 as well with Kawhi scoring 14. Overall, they shot pretty good. But again, ultimately the Clippers, they were able to go ahead and shoot well enough to get by for the victory you got to go ahead and try to be a front runner most of the time because this is going to come back to haunt the Lakers when they're in tight games like these and or when they're where they're a little bit behind. But here today to talk about the game, good man indeed to start off. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you here, my friend. Yes, you have to be encouraged by the effort that Darvin Ham instilled in the team. I didn't even mention Russell Westbrook because I wanted to get your thoughts on that, especially after Darvin Ham's comments that says he would never put a player in harm's way. Well, he did hustle on defense, got five steals, but also was 0 for 11. Your thoughts on the game and the fact that, again, as you, Joe, myself, and everybody on the Lakers fast break team has said, shooting will ultimately cost the Lakers and it ultimately cost them today. You know, you, there's a lot of different ways of looking at every game we play. And right now, my focus is on just seeing what the team is capable of. Because I think a lot of the hesitancy to pull the trigger on a trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald is just an, an, a, lack of, a lack of trust or belief that they can make a difference. 
when you look at what killed the Lakers in this game, it was shooting in size, just like you said, the two things that we get in spades from a deal with the Pacers. Russell Westbrook had some good plays in defense at the end. The shooting was atrocious. Um, his playmaking was okay, and he only had one turnover. But again, it just shows that addition by subtraction by removing that over for 11 situation and having some shooting in the case of Heels and Turner and, and some size. Heel is 6'5", Turner's 7-footer. You, 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 you dramatically just change the whole formula of this team. And I think what's really encouraging is, is how well the team played. We played great defense today. There were periods where we lacked some of the intensity. We didn't keep it up all the way through. But, boy, I don't have a single complaint about the amount of effort that the team made, nor the quality of defense that they played. You know, Beverly, that guy is just an incredible pest on defense. Um, I thought Walker looked great on offense. Missed a couple of shots at the end. You know, it was one of those games where, AD took that spill. Um, I was glad to see him get up. It'll be interesting to see if he plays the next game. But overall, I, what, what, what I came away from looking at this game is that with LeBron and AD, if we give them more shooting, some more size, we need Turner. We need Heal. We also need a wing, a 6'8 wing, maybe Reddish. If we can manage to make those moves, this is a championship caliber team. They may not be the favorite, but they could be able to hold their own with any team out there. I think that's what they showed tonight. So I was very, very positively encouraged. On top of that, man, it was fun to root for a Lakers game, to sit there with my wife rooting for the game and, and you know, not cursing because we were so far behind or we were blowing things. They made a great effort, you know. There were a couple of key moments where a key three could have turned the thing around. Um, but this is the kind of progress that I want to see. I want to see that the players that we will have on this team, which will include almost everybody on the team right now, except for probably Westbrook and maybe one or one other person who has to be moved to, to make space for a two for one trade. These guys showed that they've got some moxie, that they can play some defense, that they can go on streaks, that they can really change the tempo of the game. Um, the Clippers are, are, a terrific deep team, you know, and it's hard not to, to, to understand that we've lost to them like eight times in a row now in the regular season. I like what, I like what I saw from the team. I like what I saw from Anthony Davis. Um, we just need more size. We need, we need a center. Um, I thought that, that Damian Jones looked pretty good for some of the time he was in there. He made some great efforts and it makes such a difference when you, when you put another seven footer in there and if he could space like miles Turner can, then all of a sudden you've got positional size advantage at, at the small forward and power forward positions and LeBron and AD are going against smaller guys that they can take advantage of. I loved how we really focused on getting LeBron the ball in the mid post there. He is deadly from there and he was aggressive and really taking advantage of, of using his size and his, his ball handling ability to get to the rim. So I, you know, even though his stats weren't great, I thought LeBron played a great game, um, especially on defense. Those two blocks that he made were were just spectacular, and he was active all of the time. Um, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a case of him taking off 
on defense. And so there's a lot of good things that you see there that this is what this team is capable of, even without the shooting. They have they have the ability to make a difference on defense. They just need more size and they need some some reliable three some three point shooting. They need Buddy Heald and Miles Turner and Cam Reddish. They could get those three guys, then I think that they get a legitimate championship contender in, in this league. And hopefully they can do that before 20 games are out. I think the Lakers can go 10 and 10 out of these first 20 games. They play nine games against teams that were ranked above them and 11 games against teams that were ranked below them. So that's that's a good shot. You know, we're 0-2, but those were the two games that were probably the hardest two games that we would face on this entire schedule. The next 18, we should have a good chance. And, you know, maybe we can win 10 out of those 18 and finish, you know, 10 and 10 for the first 20 games. I think that would also be a an endorsement that this is a team that has potential, that the players that we've already signed, that we already have on the team, the progress that is being made in a short period of time defensively uh, has allowed has allowed the Lakers to see that what what kind of team they could be with a couple of key moves. So big evening, big game. Uh, wish we would have won it, but, you know, I take I, I still take it as something very positive to to see the Lakers do. I think you should. I think you should be able to take it as part as positive. But when it comes to Turner, can you just make sure you you have the ball boys move away a little bit from because you know kind of brittle there. You know if he gets injured, you know on a ball boy. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. Anybody steps on anybody's foot, that's going to be an injury. So uh, Heel's been playing well and shooting well, four threes every game. It's interesting that. I think the Lakers have made an intelligent decision. I think they made a mistake by not making the trade earlier. And they're gambling that they'll be able to get less, that they'll maybe, maybe they'll be able to keep one of the picks and then maybe they'll get a pick swap or, or maybe they'll let worse get protections on the, on the 2029 pick if they're going to give the 27 as an unprotected pick. So I, I think there's opportunities there. And then, then there's also, you know, what happens if Golden State decides that they are going to trade Draymond Green or or Badly Beal or Damian Lillard decide that they're going to force their way out. The Lakers, I think, are spending money that I wouldn't spend on a gamble of, of that. I think there's they're wasting part of the season, you know, but hopefully they can they can hold their own in the meantime um, until the trade comes. And uh, 20 games is not unreasonable to to be a period of time to see what happens and most teams, most teams after one fifth of the season will know what's in store, whether they're going to be buyers or sellers, whether they're going to be tanking for Victor or whether they're actually going to be trying to compete. So there may be some opportunities that come up, you know, um, and the Lakers may have made a smart decision. I would have gone for the sure thing of, of getting the trade done when they had an opportunity to do it, but, um, let's see what happens. I think that, uh, uh, I think that the Lakers are committed to trading those two picks. I think that they will try to. I wouldn't even be surprised if if they were able to trade one pick and a swap for Turner and, and Heald. I wouldn't be surprised if they would then turn around and maybe use that second pick to get a to get a wing, to get a, a three and D defensive wing with some size, so they can go big or small because um, that's what they lack. And even in their small ball lineup, they just don't have a small forward. The three guard stuff is not going to work, but at any rate, so uh, I, I'm I was thrilled with I was thrilled and excited to be able to root for the Lakers and and to cheer and uh, and to really be happy 
win or lose. Well, I will say that I know you had a question earlier in regards to being able to comment on our chat board, Laker Tom. I don't know if you have a account yet with YouTube on it. Uh, that's if you're logged in. Oh, right it. Okay. Yeah, and then you go to actual the the actual video page, and you'll see the interaction with the chat right there, and you'll be able to go ahead and interact okay. with our awesome chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, guaranteed. No one better than our chat room at the Lakers Fast Break. Even better than the Lakerholics and LakersBall.com. Even though those two are great, those two are awesome. But you know, I'm sorry preferential treatment there for the lakers fast break crew out there on the chat room this is Raphael from nba draft and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse if you have a better movie in the can why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, wait. Wait, I... I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so, certainly try. Okay, so that is um, uh, that's uh, obver ov- ov- <laughs> Close Obvus- enough. Ovulation. It's obfuscation. Roll your dice. Okay. So I didn't get anything over a five, but you that can. You are still naked. Oh God. The music stops, and everyone is looking directly at you, oh. judging. Oh God, this is. The prince of the city looks very disappointed in you. Okay, this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do. Vampires in Vitae, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two, to Pop Culture Cosmos. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Gerald Glassford, along with Laker Tom, and a good man indeed is back. He is the man behind SinBlades.com. Go ahead and get your lawn transformed. And no, he isn't paying me or asking me to do it. I'm doing it because I'm out of kindness of my heart. And the fact that he gives us so much of his time. It is the man also as well known as Ox1947. He's warming up. He's got the ice and the water right there for you. It's not a Coke. It's not a Pepsi. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. I know you talked extensively, and I know you and BDA Pink had issues in regards to the difference on on effort on Tuesday night's game. I'm just going to say honestly, I'm going to lean on with BDA on this one as far as the effort today. The effort throughout the four quarters, even when they were down by double digits, were still there. It's just the fact that they can't they 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 can only do so much until their shot really goes astray from them when they have to go ahead and depend themselves on the outside shot. When it comes to possessions that that are actually requiring them to go ahead and they're not able to penetrate and they're actually required to go ahead and shoot, it's really working against them. Your thoughts on this? There also the lack of height because Zubots was able to go ahead in the in the paint, do what he needed to do. Your thoughts on this? Again, there are some things of, to be encouraged by in the Lakers' performance, but there are also some things that, as we've said before, needed some work as well. Rob Polinka is going to have to get creative starting right now as we speak. We already know the offer in Indiana. Uh, that's not going to change as long as Indiana knows that the Lakers are desperate. And the Lakers are as desperate as any team 
in the NBA at the moment. I could I could honestly say there isn't another team out there right now that's more desperate than the Lakers. It's going to have to be a trade that surprises everyone, and the players that would be coming back would have to be a surprise. Except we're pretty in tune with the NBA and what players are playing where and what likely will happen. So if Rob Palinka's reputation in the league is not good, that's likely why it's going to be impossible for him to find something because there's not going to be any favors going his way. I guess, again, the only team that I've seen that has worked with Rob in a helpful manner is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I don't see them trading anyone of substance from their young team to the Lakers. Uh, I think they're about done with the whole let's try to get draft picks phase. They're ready to start escalating into the perennial playoff teams and hopefully go deep in the playoffs at some point here in a few years. It's, it was, uh, I don't, I don't want to sign hyperbolic here, but that, that was some of the worst shooting I think I can remember seeing in modern times from the outside. Yeah, it was. And, and the reason why I say that was they weren't even close. I mean, everything looked like it was hit. It was clanking from the, in between the backboard and the rim. It was just horrendous shooting, but even more horrendous where it was going. There wasn't even any in and outs or even a front rim hit where it was short. It was it was really bad. And if they had just shot really, really bad, or I should say, hold on. It was really, really, really bad. Had they just shot really, really bad, just two, they would have won the game. Your backcourt your starting backcourt were one of 18. If they had shot four of 18, we would have won this game because those three would have likely been a three. That's nine points. And the Lakers win the game. So they couldn't even shoot terribly. But Joe, I did want to say, I mean, they hit 85% of their free throws. They only turned the ball over nine times. They showed the effort on the defensive end. And, and they made as many close. threes. They made right. as many threes as the Clippers did. That's they that's didn't get why scored at the three point line. Where they got killed is they got out rebounded by thirty rebounds. You got the ultimate insult of a very bad transaction <laughs> with Zubac all of a sudden coming into the season, honing in on another skill set that he really was effective in, which was rebounding. Boy, that does that that uh, that whole time I was thinking every rebound he was getting, I just kept getting more and more depressed. I'd say that was probably the most depressing part after missing open shots all game. The fact that Muscala trade is looking worse that, that all Muscala the time. Trade, and, and that Muscala trade it gets worse and worse every year Zubac plays because he was Why the kind of player. Why don't we complain about Chris Paul too? You know, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, Chris Paul is is, is <laughs> don't get him started, be, Laker Tom. We'll be here for another three hours. This is this is. I'm, I'm trying to stick to modern times here, and <laughs> we we need a center, and yet we gave one. I away. mean, we gave him away, and it's not exaggerating. We gave him away for. I, I still don't know what the reason was. So to modernize the offense. Yeah, they modernized it. Yeah, really they, had no potential to be a modern. One, one of eighteen is modernizing it. Yes, I agree. It's not a uh, it's not a good look in so many ways. Uh, we're we're trying to look at the bright side here to stay sane. 
Uh, LeBron had to work his butt off to, to, to even have it at this point. And, you know, that that's just not going to work. And then, of course, AD falling on his hip. We don't know if he's going to be out in the next game. And that was the game I was expecting us to hopefully win here, the first three games, if we had a shot. So if he doesn't play in the next game, there's very good chance this team's going to start 0-3 now. And... I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know of a trade that's realistic at this point. You can. You can still talk about the Indiana thing, but I don't think that's going to happen uh, because they're not changing their stance on what they want. And we Rob might is going to change our stance on what we're willing to pay. <laughs> I just don't see them giving up two unprotected picks for it. It's just not. Gonna, I, don't, I don't believe it's going to happen. Well, they would have done it already. I believe not necessarily because they think they can get better deal than that. Or they think they might get a better trade than that. They're going to need to do that. that. They're going to need to do that. There's I don't know where. I don't know who. There's also a possibility they won't. But and it's not going to get better, the guys. The longer please. they wait, the greater the possibility that the season will be lost before they could even get somebody to make the difference. You know, they need to make a trade no later than thanks after right after Thanksgiving, or you know. If you wait till December 15th, it's a third of the season is gone. If you wait till January or February 9th, two-thirds of the season are gone. Okay. Also here today to go ahead and bring us in to what his thoughts are is a good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto, the magic man indeed. It is Sean Grice. Sean Grice, great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on the game. Looks like we got a little bit of an echo going on with all, all of us ping-ponging on your mic. But great to have you back, my friend. Sounds like you're crystal clear as otherwise. Your thoughts on today's game? Just a couple quick thoughts here. While the shooting is abysmal, atrocious, and god-awful, they decided they were going to try and come back. So I applaud them for the effort of crawling and scratching and trying to get back into the game. If this is a part of uh, Ham's raw materials as a coach, I think that's a positive moving forward. I am really, really shocked at the decline in Anthony Davis's efficiency. It is a stark reality that Laker fans need to accept. He is not the player he once was. For example, in the bubble, if you looked at Anthony Davis's shot chart, it would look like a lawn after Joe's company did a bang-up job. It was bright green, all three levels. If you look at his shot chart from the past two seasons, we went from green to red, and red all over. In the bubble... From 10 to 16 feet, he shot 40%. From 16 feet out, he shot 55%, which was a boon. And really, the biggest reason why the Lakers were able to win the championship. However, the past two seasons, over both those different shot areas... He's shooting 37%. You can't be an effective big man shooting 37% from the mid-range. It's just, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. 
And what Laker fans need to see with him is that because of his superior athleticism and because of his disposition, I don't think he's able to take his game to another level where he can be a low post scorer for two reasons. One, I just mentioned it. I think his disposition is as such that he's going to fight like hell just to try and be a decent mid-range and three-point shooter. I don't think he has any ambitions to go down low. Secondly, the bigger issue is that the low post game is basically dead in the NBA. It's dead. It's it's an elephant's graveyard. And it's disappointing as a as just a basketball fan because you should be able to be as effective from every part of the floor if you wish to be an efficient player. And he just hasn't shown that ability the past two years. And it's extremely disappointing because he has all of Hall of Fame athleticism and he has Hall of Fame skill. It just hasn't come together for him the past two seasons. And what's a bigger concern is that his shot mechanics are terrible. And we're hearing whispers of a wrist injury at this point. So I don't know what to make of this. But all I know is that he's in limbo right now as far as being an efficient player. Appreciate your comments on AD. Obviously, that's an issue. I mean, he was the one that's most effective, though, from the outside. I think that's uh, something that we need to go ahead and put in perspective. But you're right. At times, he did uh, look not quite as crisp on his outside shot as as he has in years past. But this is something that relates from last year. Tom, I mean, AD, again, coming back from his, his injury that he suffered on that, that fall, I was kind of scared. I know we all as a collective Lakers fan base was just holding our collective breath on that. But your thoughts on, on what Sean says, um, hoping that he will be able to go ahead and continue on the show tonight. But your thoughts on it, on AD, I mean, AD, again, a solid game. But, yeah, just, just a lot of issues on that. LeBron and Anthony... I was just looking, and while while Sean was talking, I was looking at the stats for the for both LeBron and Anthony, and actually for all of the Lakers starters who have played pretty well um, at times. But both LeBron and AD are are ranking, you know, ninth and tenth and eleventh, you know, in that range as far as the net rating goes, or their plus minus. So it hasn't been a case of the guys who come in after the starters not being able to, to hold their own. Um, in fact, most of the bench players have a better plus minus and net rating than the starters do. Um, but, I, but I think that's just, you're talking about two games against probably the two best teams in the Western conference. Um, and, and this is a Lakers team that has, has, a player in Russell Westbrook that nobody, most people didn't expect was going to be there at the start of the season. And I have to believe that Darvin Ham didn't even really expect that that was going to happen, um, but it's happened. And so they're trying to do the best they can with it. Um, it was great to see Russ have those great defensive plays at the end. Um, but at the same time, he, you know, he exacerbates the lack of shooting and the lack of size that we have. And, and, uh, you know, I, I look at I look at the game results 
probably in a very biased sense that I think that the game results showed exactly what the Lakers need to get, which is more size and more shooting. And if they can do that, boy, if they can do that, uh, adding two starters like Heald and, and, and Turner all of a sudden, and then you take two guys, uh, you know, Beverly and Beverly and, and, uh, maybe Walker and you move them to the bench and all of a sudden the bench is a lot better and a lot more dynamic. Um, and, and all of a sudden LeBron and AD are playing the three and four. So they're got, they've got positional size advantage and we don't get out rebounded 58 to 28, you know? So there's, there's a lot to be very positive that, and I think that's what really the Lakers want to see. It's one thing, you know, all of this talk about, the value of those two draft picks. What the Lakers need to get for those two draft picks is two starters, two starters that they believe in long enough to give contracts to and, and the, to have them be part of the long-term solution, because that's the way you build a championship roster. You get three or four, you get two guys from three, you play four years ago. You get two guys from three years ago, another couple of guys from two years ago and another guy from last year. And, Next thing you know, you've got an eight-man rotation that is dynamite. We don't have that. We got two superstars and, and a broken superstar in Russell Westbrook. We need to at least make the first step with trading him and those picks for at least two and maybe three rotation players. And if we can do that, then we're, we take the next step. And, that, and just imagine LeBron and AD not having the pressure of, of – being the only two players on the team that other teams really fear. Um, it was good to see Walker play tonight. He didn't hit from outside, but I thought the threes that he took were good threes. and uh, Very athletic. You know, he, he played well, and he got inside, and, you know, um, I like his aggressiveness, you know. Um, I thought Reeves basically has been pretty disappointing. He, you know, he hasn't been able to make the big play on defense, and he's been too hesitant to shoot. He, you know, you, you – you need, you can't have just LeBron and AD scoring points. The other three starters have got to be guys that contribute. They got to be 15 to 20 point per game players. And none of them are. Walker's the only one who shows that potential at this point. Um, Beverly probably should be on the bench unless he shoots a lot better than he's been shooting. And also too, none was, none was pretty disappointing. He got beat on defense so many times and, just couldn't seem to hit the big shots and couldn't finish underneath. He, he made several fast breaks where he basically just could not convert at the end of the play. Um, Walker did a much better job of, of being able to finish off plays. Um, but, you know, JTA, uh, he's one of those guys that looked like he need his defense. You know, he played great defense. Um, very challenging defense. I thought LeBron played excellent defense. AD always generally plays pretty good defense. Yeah, we just need more size and we need shooting. And and I thought that's what that was the message that I got from the game last night that hey, the Lakers can the Lakers even with the lousy shooting and the lack of size, they hung with the Clippers, a team that Gerald Gerald Glassford, the great Gerald Glassford predicted was going to win the West. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm not going to say that's a pretty pretty strong testament to the fact that this Lakers team could be a legitimate championship contender if they make the right trades.
when you have a Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench, you know, that's a pretty good thing to have. Of course, he's not going to stay there. We all know he's going to start, but that was just kind of well, an interesting twist that they put on because of his his limitation on minutes. I'll get to you in a sec, Sean. I want to get to Joe first. I'll get to Joe first. Uh, I will say, though, that in regards no, 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 to... No, go to Sean. Okay. Well, the only thing Sean. is, before, go before we go to Sean, I will say is that, you know, you have AD normally on the face when you look at it 9 to 16 for shooting 25 points and 8 rebounds is not too bad from what you want as far as what he's doing plus and of five, course plus 5 yeah, yeah plus actually plus 7 but the thing is you and I both saw that he was constantly bullied by Zubats inside Zubats was getting the position on him on the inside why we need play. Miles Turner well, it's going to take, well, okay. I don't want to go into that argument today, but I know that uh, obviously something that more step up from Damon Jones and Thomas Bryan is probably needed in there as well. So I cannot say it. I disagree with you on that, but Sean, okay. We'll, we'll keep going with this momentum on that. Then what are your thoughts on that in regards to what Laker Tom said? Well, Gerald, I'd actually like to comment on something you just said and Joe just said. Did, did I hear correctly that you picked the Los Angeles Clippers to win the Western Conference? You're going to have to check out our episode, the season preview. You're going to have to go ahead and watch that or listen to it today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, and I'll leave it at that. All right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, I live in a city with the biggest chokers ever. Ever in the NHL. And I know what I see in the LA Clippers. They are going to choke. And they are going to choke so hard, Gerald, that you will regret picking them to go to the NBA Finals. I didn't say I wanted them to win. Maybe I'm giving them the reverse curse. That's fine. Just right now, they're the deepest team in the NBA as far as from 1 through 15. Let me ask you a question. Their one weakness is size. I think they're going to end up playing the Denver Nuggets again in the playoffs, Gerald. And I think the same thing is going to happen to them. Well, I will Nuggets say are a lot and, better this year. Well, I will say this is their Lakers Tom team. And I will say this reason why is because they have a multitude of tradable contracts. So as I said, that they are the deepest team in the NBA if they want to go ahead and get bigger, they could trade for a Miles Turner and throw three tradable, two tradable, and whatever picks they have left. They don't have many picks, but they can also trade for a Miles Turner or another superstar out there with the, with the kind of depth that they have and still have depth on top of that. So if they're, yeah, they I just, can't, they can't offer two picks as attractive as the Lakers. No, no, they LeBron can't. James first round draft pick. But if the Lakers are playing hardball, you know, and are and and making Laker Tom angry, that's not good for the Lakers, you know, cuz then somebody else can swoop in or maybe the Clippers will go after someone else. I'm just saying when I made my pick, that's all I'll say. But again, you'd have to watch this or listen to find out. Some teams are just cursed though. The, you got to Some some teams are just cursed. The Maple Leafs are cursed. The Cleveland Browns right are cursed. The, the And now we know the Clippers have that curse. It's just whistling through the graveyard at some point. Uh, let me be clear, Sean. Let me be clear. And I have to mute you when I say this. Uh, I don't want them to win. 
if I may have picked them to win, I may have not picked them to win. I may have said if they're ever going to win in their entire franchise history, this is going to be the year. I may have said that. I don't know. You, again, have to check out that episode just to make sure. But I will say, again, I don't want them to win. You just have to ask me as someone who is supposedly someone who sees the NBA. Who did I, who might I have picked to win? So that's all I say. I, I, I just, I just feel like t- team teams like the ones we just mentioned, Gerald, that when they're going to ultimately win is when a season comes around where there's no expectations. I think the, 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 the raw ingredient built into to teams that just choke is the fact that there's nothing they can do to rewrite their own history. I, I, I've seen it. I, I t- I'm telling you, man, April is going to roll around and the Leafs are going to lose in the first round and the Clippers are going to lose sometimes in the playoffs. I, I just, I know it. I, I know it. Okay, well there you go. Uh, again, if they don't win, I'm the happiest guy around. I don't. I don't want to be right. I want the Lakers to be number one and the Clippers to be number ten, as far as in the Western Conference. Although I may have not or may have picked them to be in those spots, but then again, you'll have to watch and listen to find out. Uh, I mean, my my goodness, if the Lakers couldn't get a parade for winning their title, I don't want to live in a world where that happens. Neither do I, Sean. Neither do I. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, did come up a little bit short, 103 to 97. Joe, you've been very patient while you've been listening to Sean and Laker Tom and me go back and forth. Your thoughts on this? Again, it's something where the Lakers, you obviously see, even if they show the amount of energy that you were complaining that they didn't have on Tuesday, and rightly so for four quarters, if we talk about how the turnovers and the sloppy ball handling was something that they needed to go ahead and rectify, and they did in this game, which they did with only nine turnovers, and if they talk about the concentration that they needed to go ahead to the free throw line and be effective from there, they did at the free throw line with a almost 90% free throw shooting. But yet, it still amounted to a loss simply because of the fact that, again, there's that one big Achilles heel the fact that the Lakers could possibly be the worst shooting team in the NBA. I, I believe they are. And it was, it was in the body language of LeBron James towards the end there where he went into LeBron 2016 mode on defense, blocking shots all over the place. And these were momentum shifting blocks. They weren't just basic blocks. He was trying to will the team to a win and there was no reciprocation from his teammates to make open shots, open shots. That's where a lot of the frustration really lies is NBA professionals, guards who are supposed to be able to shoot at least open shots, at least make more than one out of 18. They shot 20% from three. If we shot 30% from three, we would have won the game. And, it's just mind-boggling to me that how how this is even possible that you can't hit 30% of your threes, especially when half of them are wide open. And as far as the Clipper discussion, which I didn't really want to get into tonight because I really don't care about the Clippers, but I am in, I am just as unimpressed by them as I've been for a while. 
the Clippers' chance of winning a championship uh, was in 2020 when they were up 3-1 against Denver and were about to apparently face the Lakers until Magic jinxed them. And I've seen nothing but inability to stay healthy and win from then on. Uh, Kawhi looked like, I understand he's been out for 15 months, but, and I'll, I'll maybe assess it in about 20 games. Yeah. But my, my instincts tell me that team isn't, Kawhi's not going to make it. He, he might make it to play, but you're never going to see a Kawhi Leonard that you saw even two years ago. So I am not. And then of course you saw Paul George in the fourth quarter. I, I don't even know he was playing. Uh, Matter of fact, if it was for LeBron's block, I wouldn't even know he was playing. They're not impressive. Uh, they haven't been impressive to me. You can spend all the money you want. You can do all the hooping and hollering. I've seen this before, and I saw a much better team when I saw it before, which were the Portland Trailblazers. Portland tra- the Portland Trailblazers were the best money, best team money could buy. The only negative in that time period was they happened to run into the modern-day Wilt and the (laughs) modern-day Michael Jordan in their primes. Um, Otherwise, I believe they probably would end up winning two or three titles during that run. Would have totally changed Scottie Pippen's career, too, by the way, had that happened. So, Miles Turner keeps getting brought up here, which I I didn't want to get get in on this again tonight. Uh, because uh, Miles Turner, uh, as much as it's going to hurt Tom, uh, has a, has no uh, value at the moment because he doesn't play. He is a center version of AD. And I, I, I said this during the summer. If Miles Turner was a perennial 75-game, hell, I'll even give him 70-game player, you probably make that trade. The reason why that trade doesn't go through, besides the fact that you don't want to lose those draft picks, is are you going to just send those draft picks out so Miles can play 40 games? Then you're you're, you're not going to get anything out of that. Uh, Rob needs to be on the phone right now and figuring out how he's going to bring shooters onto this team tomorrow. And that's it, guys. There's nothing else he can do that would make sense. We're... Playing hard, giving it the old college try. Yeah, that's nice. That's great. Okay. That makes us feel good that they tried. And yeah. it is different than it was yesterday or two days ago, I should say. Uh, but that doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything, guys, unfortunately. We're we're here to obviously assess the game and tell us tell the people what, what went on. So there's not as much uh, excitement in this particular broadcast because they actually did put the effort. And if we're going to be a legitimate information spewers, I will say that what I saw today was full effort for four quarters. I hadn't seen that in a while. Uh, They shot well from free throw line. They, 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 they did everything right in the, in the protecting the ball department as well, but they couldn't make an open shot. (laughs) How are they going to put all that together? Well, that's that's going to be the big mystery here. If they could have shot terribly tonight, they would have won. But they they they, they shot extremely terribly. I don't know where to go from here, other than the fact that 
Rob's going to have to find some shooters in some way. And I'm going to end this discussion on my end uh, with the with the repeated line we've been saying for a while. Russell Westbrook needs to go home. There is no more discussion. You have a $47 million player going 0 for 11. This guy might be the worst player on, in the league. This guy might be the worst player ever when you factor in the, the salary in the history of the NBA. He has nothing. He's bringing nothing to this team. Send them home. Use the young guys until they run out of gas, which young guys usually don't. Well, the thing that's concerned me, though, is 37 minutes for LeBron. I thought he was going to play less minutes than the first No, I didn't think – I didn't know. I knew exactly that was going to – you could see it. You could see that the second he went out, they went on a run in the fourth quarter. He came back in. They started running. This guy's the most valuable player on this team in so many ways. And you're going to burn him out if that's possible because he hasn't even shown – he doesn't really show burnout a lot. But you're going to burn LeBron out because you have to try to win. But what else can you do? You can't really do anything else. It's 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 terrible. Great for more depth. Great for more depth, more shooting, more size. That, that Rob has to figure something out here. This is not a joke anymore. He's got to figure out another way. We can't rest on our previous possible trades anymore. He needs to go out there and say, okay, I need to figure out a way to find a team that can send us some shooters. And maybe I got to give up one of those picks at some point and just get something of value, something where you can let these guys have some feeling of comfort when they give the guy who's open the the, the ball. It's it's so bad. It is really bad. Uh, and I actually felt bad for LeBron tonight, and in a, in a, in a more more bad for him tonight than I've ever felt bad for him before. He looked like a dejected man, and he had every reason to be dejected. Because he played his butt off. That those blocks, whoo, man, got me going. Yeah, I tell you that it got me going, and I felt like a little bit of a momentum shift there. And I'm like, these are the, these are the t- kind of plays that get you going. And you hit you hit that momentum three. Even Wedgie Miller said said it. Even though I don't like listening to him talk too long, he even said when you miss that momentum three, especially after that one. Uh, before the ATA fourth quarter, missed from the corner and they came down. Oh, to three and God, it went from could have, it could have went from eight to five. You know that's a huge difference going into the fourth with that kind of momentum. But it's 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 tragic. It's tragic that these guys can't hit open shots. Well, we also we also finished the game with our defensive lineup. So instead of instead of putting our best three point shooters out on the floor, we had. Beverly and we had JTA. Westbrook was taken out about a minute left in the game, if I remember. You know, and and we had Westbrook out there on the court, you know, and, until about a minute left. Yeah, but and then we put Reeves in, you know. I mean, what happened to Reeves? You should have had anybody, Ryan. In the anybody game. know? In the last three or four minutes, you should have had Ryan in the game because when you got one guy who can shoot like that, a Buddy Heald or even Ryan. When, when he was relative to the rest of the team, he's going to occupy some guy wherever you put him. You put him in the corner, he's going to occupy a guy. And the other team, you're playing four on four at that point in time. And when you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, playing four on four is a lot better than playing five on five. Sean, you want to add anything? 
Yes, Gerald, I'd like to uh, give a comment on what Joe was saying about uh, comments on um, Reeves and his... Uh, I'm not sure what word to even use to describe describe his uh, performance other than choppy. It's just been choppy. And um, Joe, do you remember last season when um, Big Game had enough of the crap... And he basically said, NBA players today just want to get tattoos, lift weights, and be on Instagram. I think we have still an issue with a lot of these guys, and that's all they think about, right? Because in the offseason, it was all about, oh, Austin, he's gained 15 pounds of muscle. Well, hasn't really paid off yet, has it? No, and, and the thing is with Austin is, I said this on a previous show, Sean, you weren't on, where I, I look at the details and everything I, I, I analyze. And I thought it was interesting that during the summer, the topic around Austin was his name, his nickname. I, I, I know it was a, it's a, it sounded like a simple thing, like just a simple discussion thing, but I, I thought his his mindset and his reasoning around that mundane little nothingness of, of that doesn't really matter. I thought his 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 passion about how he wanted to get away from that kind of thing. Well, they want to get away from AR-15 just because of the yeah, and, and my yeah, and, and, and again, all the killings around the country. He which didn't is, want which, which, to which be is, his which is, which is, which uh, is, which is, no one, no one said that to him. He he came up with that answer, and I'm thinking to myself, well, why that was his nickname? That that was. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm, the, it, the results, guys. The, why? Why? I'm, that's what I'm pointing no. to. I'm pointing to little yeah, instances that games. I see. Just two games, man. It's just two games. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna see. It's been six. Well, he's only a thirty-one percent shooter last season from the outside. So and why is Reeves like... gaining fifteen pounds? He needs to be lighter. Why is he gaining fifteen pounds? Is he going to be a power forward? Because he knows he's got to play small forward on this team because we got nothing but guards. No, uh, not buying it. Sorry, he and I, Beverly I, are the small forwards, man. No, I'm not buying it. Uh, I think his focus was <laughs> off this summer, and you're getting the result right now. Well, I will say that uh, I'll again, wait and see him. I'll, let's wait and see how he plays. He'll be a valuable. I've, I've seen enough. <laughs> oh, you were going to trade him and cut him now? Ah, uh, <laughs> there's a package. Absolutely. All right, real quickly. And Sean, go did ahead. you see that alley oop that he missed? Yeah, well, that was that was, that was, that was Caruso. Yeah, that was Caruso would have got that. Caruso would have got that ball. BS. That yeah. 15 pounds, he couldn't jump. Watch the play. Watch the play again, man. I'm just that was kidding. A bad, that right. was a terrible right. pass. I was he kidding. Was, he, he's kidding. Just, he, Tom, he's <laughs> kidding. He's kidding. I'm kidding, he's kidding. Tom. Go ahead, Sean, and uh, real quick, and then I have a, a question for the guys, for all you guys, before we head on out, because then we're going to head it out uh, right around an hour. If he wanted to change the nickname, that's that's noble. That's that's a noble thing for 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 what uh, what's going on in the country. How, however. He's paid to be an NBA basketball player, first and foremost. And I, I agree that I agree with Joe. I think, you know, him him putting on all that muscle, like here's the thing. When you're a a young man and you put on that amount of muscle, 
you need to also be aware that your conditioning has to change as well. The I'll I'll just give a quick example, okay? There there was a great wrestler. He he went by the Undertaker. His name's Mark Conway. Mark Conway was a huge is a huge man. He's over seven feet tall. He played basketball in Europe for years before he was a wrestler. And other than Ric Flair, he's probably the most conditioned athlete to ever wrestle. He could wrestle for out for an hour based on his conditioning. I don't I agree with Joe. I don't think Austin came into camp ready to go. I, I I agree with Joe. I don't think he came in ready to go, ready to be prepared. That's I, I agree with Joe. He got the task of guarding the other team's best player. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not and going to go soft. That's one of the challenges that he's taken on. I'm not going to go so, soft. You know, on you got to give him time. We saw the same thing last year, where early in the season guys were taking advantage of him physically, um, but then later in the season you could see him actually learn how to be able to backstep, backpedal, get in there, steal the ball, tie the ball up, and he made several great plays on drives to the basket. Um, when guys were trying to physically bump him out of the way offensively. So I think a lot of his problems right now, I, I think that Sean's right. You, when you add 15 pounds, for example, it changes everything on your whole, your whole body balance and, and your ability to how much, how much energy you have and so forth. And I think that he's, his biggest problem is, is he's been, he's been taking on the challenge of becoming the stopper and he's, He's not a small forward, man. And they keep matching him up against small forward. He's guarding Paul George. You know, I, Paul George is going to eat a guy. But like on him. Tuesday's game, Sean, uh, Tuesday game, Laker Tom, he played again. He matched up against uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, that's that's an awful tough job, too. I mean, they matched him up against Steph Curry, and his job against Steph Curry was to tight play tight defense and prevent the ball from getting to him. That's how come he got backdoored every time. Because he's. He, the back somebody's got to cover that back door if you're asking the guard to keep the ball away from their number one shooter. It's got to be team defense with a team defensive strategy. So when he got backdoored, somebody was supposed to cover for that back door, and they didn't. Um, but it, but the other side of it is, Steph Curry is the exactly the kind of player that every single defensive player yeah. in basketball. And, and I don't want to give and I don't want to put too much time to because it's a nightmare. Yeah. I don't want to put too much on Austin for guarding. I mean, because how many people can actually literally guard one of the best yeah, guards right. of all time? Yeah. But well, Sean, I will tell you. Movie, man. I mean, he changed how the game is. He changed how the game could be played. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. Give up that. the ball is the best play to get him open again. You know, nobody's Sean, ever done that in history. Sean, it's Mark Calloway. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, 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 Pop culture cosmos. I know pro wrestling. Anyways, and by the by. <laughs> Oh, no worries, no worries. But you, your point was well made. I understand completely, Sean. But yes, that was a very good example by, for the Undertaker. There. Great story. But, but for the uh, last thing we're going to go ahead and before we head on out is with the game coming up on Sunday afternoon at twelve thirty Pacific. Just to let everybody know, it's a Sunday afternoon game. Funny how the Clippers are getting the Sunday evening game traditionally held for the Lakers. Hmm. That's very interesting. Very interesting to see. But it is going to be against the Portland Trailblazers. I'm going to hit you up first, Sean. 
your thoughts on what the starting lineup should be because now both times the starting lineup has been announced i've gotten emails i've gotten tweets and i've gotten texts on what is going on with the starting lineup your thoughts on what the starting lineup should be before we head on out nurkic kills us every time he plays us put anthony davis at the five for sunday's game that's my um that's my observation because nurkic just eats us alive inside it doesn't it and for for the life of me uh i've never really been able to pinpoint why exactly he has career nights against us but he just seems to circle us on the calendar as soon as it comes out. Um, other than that, um, Gerald, I really don't have an opinion about our our guard play. It's just it's just awful. It's just awful. I'm not sure what combination uh, Coach Ham could throw out there that would work. I think it's going to be just a roll of the dice, man for him to find a combination since you're in Vegas and the golden Knights are off to a hot start, Gerald. I I just think it's going to be a roll of dice and it might just be a random series of events that come together to, to put a decent guard group together. I, I, this is confounding to me. I, I, I can't make sense of, of what, if anything he can do at this point, I don't think he can do anything. It, it feels like, his hands are tied behind his back. He's been tied to the railroad tracks. And the train's coming down with this roster. That's what it feels like. And I, I know I, I don't mean to be so morose, but I, I feel Joe's pain from from that first game. And, I mean, Joe, you're entertaining as hell, man, I got to say. But it's just... it's. It's just awful seeing this team play so horribly. Well, before we head on out, Joe, did you have any thoughts on a starting lineup? I know you, you're uh, probably Westbrook is gone out of there in your books, but what starting lineup would you throw on Sunday afternoon? Well, you have no choice. You got to start with what you have. Uh, Schroeder's not going to be back for a month. I wanted to start Schroeder at the one, and I. I, I, I because remember, Darvin Ham would never want to put a player in harm's way, and that was his quote in, in response to Russell Westbrook being sat down last week in Sacramento. I don't know what that means, harm's way. You're playing basketball. You're not going to war. Because, um, you know, he was hurt simply because he was coming off the bench. Ham either ignores that or he deserves to be fired. That was one of the lamest. Russell, Russell Westbrook's, yeah, that was one of the lamest attempts at excusing yourself out of being a starter. And 0 for 11 pretty much proved that you and pu- He did it publicly. He did it publicly. So he knew, he knew to put the, the organization fine. Ham against the wall. Suffer the embarrassment of being benched. There needs to be a decision made by this coach and management that this guy needs to not be on the team. Now, What's going to happen on Sunday? That that that, (laughs) what needs to happen on the rest of the decision. What's going to happen on Sunday is is Westbrook's going to start, Beverly's going to start at the two, and LeBron, AD, the same starting lineup you had, uh, and that's if AD is not hurt. 
you're going to have the same starting lineup you're going to have on Sunday uh, and then hope that Westbrook goes three for 11, maybe. Beverly uh, played some good defense, had some good energy, was doing his usual mouth thing. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. I think Reggie Miller was having something going on with him. He was so excited about Pat Beverly, he couldn't shut the hell up about it. Uh, I think from a TV standpoint, that makes them happy. Uh, they're going to have to make shots, and they're playing a Portland team that loves to feast on them when they do play, Nurch being one of the guys that has kind of amoebaed into Lillard as a big man that kills the Lakers. It's it's just not good. (laughs) We're not in a good position. We're not in a good position in so many ways, and we've, we've lost... We've lost uh, the room to really uh, understand what needs to happen next, other than bringing in new talent, which is really, really difficult, especially at this time of the year. I don't know if these guys can make shots. Can they make shots? Can it switch, you know, after a few games? Is that what we can hope for? Those shots were bad misses. Not only misses, but they were bad. And the pressure... We're going to go back to our boy, uh, Austin. Austin's face looks like he's scared. He looks scared. That's probably why I'm kind of being harsh on him right now. The L.A. pressure, the pressure of him coming into his second season. Typically, players who play well their rookie year flourish. They do, especially when they are non-drafted late-round picks. I, I rarely see... A player that was effective like he was, who played good fundamental basketball like he did last year as a rookie, flounder from the beginning of the year through the preseason till now. Uh, if the changes, if it changes, yes, great. It helps the team out, especially if he can hit some threes. But he looks scared. And I'm going to have to see that expression change before I feel confident in his ability. We're not putting too much pressure on him. I'm not expecting the guard, the elite, but he's not even doing the, the basic stuff he was doing last year. He's maybe he's secretly injured. I don't know. We're going to have to win on Sunday because after Sunday, things could get away from us pretty quick. It can, it can indeed. But Laker Tom, I'll give you the final words for, for this show. What lineup would you throw out there with what you have? I understand a trade. We understand and, and appreciate and, and often agree with you on the fact that the Lakers have a, a need for a move. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because you're right. They need something at this point. But what would you be able to throw out there at this point in time if you're Darvin Ham on Sunday? I think Ham has to go bigger. We can't get out-rebounded by 20 rebounds. Great. Um, and... And You're not shooting well anyways. I want positional size. I want LeBron and AD to play the three and four. Uh, and, and that means that, that Damian Jones gets a chance to start. You have to go with with Beverly, but he's got to hit shots. He can't just be a defensive star out there. He can't. You got to hit shots because you can't have Jones and him both in the game where you've got two guys who aren't going to score. The other guard, I think, has got to be Walker. He's shown enough that that we can count on him and so forth. And I think the size is really, really important. 
We need to we need to control the boards and control the points in the paint. And having another big like that, that when you pitch the ball out to LeBron on the on the on the mid post, you want somebody in that dunker position who can take that ball and slam it down. Now that can be AD or it can be Damian Jones, but I got tired of seeing us getting out rebounded every get every time we try to take a shot, it's one and done. We aren't getting any offensive rebounds. We're not really we're not really dominating the defensive glass. There were too many times where if there's anything that really irritates me as a player and as a coach and as a viewer, it's when you lose a rebound to somebody else who hustles and that turns into a three-point shot. And it almost always turns into a three-point shot because, you know, that's historically that's, that's what happens when you lose the rebound, man. Somebody, uh, somebody is sitting open behind the three-point line for an easy, easy, quick assist. So I, I think the Lakers have to go big. Um, and I think that that's, why they're going to end up trading for Miles Turner. There's a lot of trades out there that they can make to bring shooting to the team, but none of them will bring shooting and size. Um, the better alternative, if they want to do that, is to go to somebody like the Hornets, who've got a couple of forwards, three forwards that, you know, in, in uh, Gordon Hayward and... Uh, 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 Terry Rozier. Terry, Terry, well, I, I wasn't even thinking of Rozier. Yeah, but they would probably Rozier. ask to trade him. Rozier yeah. would probably. Well, they want to right. get rid of his, his – but but they have three guys, P.J. Washington and uh, yeah. um, and another guy who's who's six seven six eight guys. So you could get some size in a sense with that as long as – along with shooting. I think that's a possible trade. I wouldn't give two picks for it. You know, that's that's a trade where we might sacrifice one pick and a, and a, and a swap, for example. You mentioned Cam Reddish. Well, hold on. You mentioned Cam Reddish, who did very well last night for yeah. for the Knicks. Uh, how and the Knicks gave away a pick for him, so they're gonna they're gonna hold out for a pick to give before you they'll give anybody Reddish. So I mean, that's what the Lakers want to do. The Lakers would like to be able to get Turner and Heald and give up a pick and a swap, and then they'll give up the other pick to get somebody like Reddish. You know that. That's what you're gonna have to do. How's that keep? How's that guy keep sneaking in here? I, I don't know. I keep blocking him, and he still gets in there. But you know, the uh, Tinder hot best adult dating site. Sorry, I mean, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt. But Jesus uh, Christ, we've had the we've had the pleasure of having a, a the good looking honky who just you, you, came from yeah that that Peter North came in all of a sudden. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know he was still around. Never never thought that would actually be. Don't mentioned we have moderator powers. Don't we have moderator powers? Here? Yeah, I blocked uh, the Tinder, but they seem to be able to go ahead and you know find their way through they they folks they this have is a family same. show where i'm married uh, tom is married sean is uh, uh it looks like a guy that's pretty conservative in terms of his uh, lifestyle I, I i this is a little too much for us i Absolutely. know gerald is married as well so uh we don't need this guys we're not closeted peter north people <laughs> But he did come from the game, from what he said. So, but he did have some thoughts on the Lakers as well. But Tinder I mean, he does Hot, live in Orange County. I do know this because my you know, friend, if, if Tinder Hot actually shared some thoughts my on the game, met him at, met him at the gym one time. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually? My friend did. He okay. ran into him in Orange County. So I think that's a good subject to to end this call on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, I know at D Laws, you're right. It is on most of the chats. It's on everywhere out there. They they do it on every site. Anything that goes live. But I wish Tinder Hot, you know, at least share some thoughts on the game on the Lakers. 
then we, you know, we might think about having you stay around for a while, not blocking you instantly. But I got a text today. <laughs> if you don't contribute a... to the chat, which is the world's greatest Lakers chat, you're out, right? I got I got a text today, and this happens. This started happening ever since my number and my business went viral online with my website. Some there's this like thing where like hello, you know. They just text, hello. I go, hello, who are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jill. I'm looking for Hillary. And then that followed a expletive off and then a report spam on my phone, which does nothing, by the way. Guys, if you do that, it doesn't do jack crap. It's kind of like getting your mail stolen and then calling the post office. I'm like, yeah, um, our mail got stolen from the community mail. Can, can you guys send somebody? And it's like this old lady on the phone telling me, well, we can't do anything about it. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do anything about it? Isn't this a felony? Uh, I will say, uh, Sean, go ahead and share some thoughts before we head on out. You know, I'd rather I'd rather hear from Vivian Flores right mm-hmm. now about the Lakers than the Tinder, the Tinder man, personally. <laughs> I think it would be much more interesting at least uh at least she was a fake Lakers fan you could put it that way and as far as uh the conversation goes uh Joe is correct I'm I'm a little bit more conservative as a man now that I'm getting older so I can confirm what he said is true but I think this is going off the rails rather quickly and Tinder again you want to come back into the world's greatest Lakers chat? Bring it's something. Not the, it's not off the tracks. What are you talking about? This well, is we're important. Talking about this is for our audience to understand who we are. And adult chats. And, we, don't, yeah. we don't go off air and go dive into our Laker blanket and just stay there. We have uh, lives. We do other things. I know we're a lot cultured. of Lakers fans cr- started crying into their Laker towels. You know, maybe yeah, we're, not, we're cultured here, man. Come on. Who knows? Maybe nothing, I'll have. Nothing to cry about maybe tonight. I Lakers played great. Know. Yeah, today you can take a lot from as far as the energy and the defense. and the, they the play like that on Sunday, it'll be a win. Yes, yeah, I agree likely, with you. Likely, yes. I agree with you on that. I don't think Portland has the shooting enough to support them staying in the game if the Lakers we, play like we have that. to play that kind of defense though yeah I agree I agree it has to, to 103 was a damn good defensive effort absolutely no I agree with you on that it just again the rebounding and then the shooting and that just the height and the shooting is coming to haunt us in each yeah. uh, these times like these so they're doing better with what they got than I thought that they would so that's good and I would credit that to Darvin Ham we'll still give him some credit as far as having the team motivated enough for four quarters to go ahead and play like that. He did take out Russell Westbrook with a minute to play. I would not have played him as much as he did. Of course, you know, we saw what the issues were, where were, but you know what? It is what it is. And the Lakers did unfortunately fall 103 to 97, but we will be back on Sunday. I will actually post a time on the YouTube channel. I'm going to get with the guys here and ask what time they will be available, whether it's right after the game or a little bit later in the day. So I will get with the guys and make sure that we have a time available that we're going to go ahead and post. So be aware if you're subscribed, if you are subscribed to the channel, you will know when we go on the air on Sunday, whether it's right after the game or a little bit later in the day. In fact, D-Law's just subscribed as we spoke. 
appreciate it so much. Awesome that you did. Derpy Gaming, last words right here on the show. And he stands by a statement that Tuesday's Lakers not winning a title this year. The only going for you is the season is Braun passing Kareem on there. Yeah, I agree. That's maybe the case with the current roster that they have. That might be the case, Derpy. Nobody's nobody is telling you different on that. Uh, I cannot argue with you on that. But just two just, games. It's two games, so just we'll see. I'll argue with them. Okay. Just two games. Just two games. Just two games. Again, it, with Paul Paul Terry. Remember, he, he gives he gave Darvin Ham a two day pass. Just eighty two games. Pass. Just eighty two games. But he's already asking him to be fired. So, you know, I, I, Paul, is it the two-game pass or he's fired? So just let us know. Let us know. Who are you going to replace can... him with? Yeah, that's true. Good Mike point. Mike Oh, uh, don't get me started. Uh, I thought we were okay after the adult stuff, but now you had to go ahead and ruin it with Kurt Rambis. But once again, as the Lakers fast break, if you have any questions for us, you can always send your comments on the YouTube channel. Joe Soro and I try to cover it as best we can on the YouTube channel. Plus, there's also Joe Soros, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. There's Sean Grice. He's always around. He's always trying to float in there, sharing his thoughts. Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter. Of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at LakerHolics.com. Jamie Sweet, five things at LakerHolics.com. We are trying to reach out to Playback TV. I finally got a hold of them after like three, four tries. They are said it just takes a week to two weeks to process that, and hopefully we'll become a creator so we can all watch the games together. And I'm, I'm you know, Sean is, and Tom and John McCallion have all asked about it, so they're going to try and participate and try and run that thing as far as the the Lakers fast break watch parties are concerned. So we can be, we can build an even better community for you and do what we can to support you right here at the Lakers fast break. Derpy Gaming says, but it is two games. I think you'll bounce back the Blazers. I hope we do, but we'll find out. Remember, it's a 12:30 Sunday game. They've got the early game. Hmm. They usually have the late game. Something's going on when the Clippers have the late game and the when Lakers the, have when the, the Yankees game. play. Yeah, exactly. So we'll find out, but we will be back on Sunday. We'll let you know the time. Stay tuned. We, if you're subscribed to us, you'll know the time that we go on the air. I'll post it. Make sure you give plenty of notice on when we go live on the air. But it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 103-97. Oh, Ken, if you have any comments, please let us know. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or wherever you get your podcasts or also as well right here on YouTube. Well, for Laker Tom, the magic man, Sean Grice, who I appreciate. He's tried very hard behind the scenes to be able to piece together something that Restream will accept. And I'm thinking that it accepted, kind of, still a little bit scratchy, but you know what? It worked enough. We, we needled ourselves through it, so that sounds good. And, of course, Joe Soro. Please go ahead and support what? Joe Soro today. Who? That's right. You, you, oh. you, you, you. It, go ahead and support Joe Soro, the man that's gone viral, the business that's gone viral, by going ahead and transforming your lawn today, if you're in the Southern California area, at Sinblaze with the Y. We're really good. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? You said you've gone viral. So there you go. All right. Almost as viral as Tinder, best website. XYZ. XYZ. Yeah, absolutely. He's been you're on just, long enough. Your site is almost as viral as his. How do you feel? I feel very, very good about it because because uh, it it's uh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the 
Lakers fast break. We thank you so much for watching and listening. Remember, we will be back on Sunday. We'll go what ahead and have forget? another great show. No, I don't want to forget. Okay. We're going to be playing against Portland. Because you said I'll be watching the game. You better remember. I'll, well, I'll, I'll be. Rem- I'll remember because the the Steelers are playing the evening game against Miami, so this works perfect. The game will be at twelve thirty. It'll finish at three. We'll have our show right after. We okay. do a two hour, if, two and a half. We'll right. do a if, two two and a half hour show, and then we're good. All right. We'll yeah. hopefully be, be able to do that. So can yes, you let, can you let Sean talk, please? All right. All right. Here we go, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was going to say. Um, you know. My dad was a huge Steelers fan, Joe. And one of the promises I made to him, and he asked me, was that be good to the Steelers fans. Don't give them a hard time. So, you know what? On Sunday, if I can't root for the Raiders, I'll root for the Steelers for my old man. Wow. Uh, Were you guys brutal to Steelers fans before you... Like, before or what? I was never going to be able to live down the immaculate reception every time we watched the Raiders and Steelers play. You're a Raiders fan? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm in Las Vegas, and I don't even know the Raiders. Sorry. I'm sorry about that, John. I I, I root against them. It's been such a long time. I I wasn't there for the heyday of the Raider. I mean, I was alive. Eh, Not really. I was born in 78. (laughs) Uh, the... My dad was a was a, a mason for over twenty years. He worked at a steel plant, so it was it was peanut butter and jelly for a lot of those guys just to root for the steel. Pittsburgh used to be steel town, man. It used to yeah. be steel town. And, and the reason why it spread out through the country so uh, so well was because when the steel mills shut down in the sixties and seventies, they 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 got dispersed all over the country. Hell, they have Steeler bars in Costa Rica. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I became a Steeler fan because my dad came to America in the mid-70s, and that's what he fell into at the the height of it. And I haven't missed a Steeler game this century, by the way. Not one. I do want to give a big shout-out to Doug, who just subscribed before we left, and he said we need three-point shooters and some length for rebounding. You couldn't have said it better myself. I, I just truly appreciate it. And again, thank you so much for subscribing. You're going to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Joe says we're going to be here after the game in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So if Joe says it, I guess it must be done. So once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We'll be here Sunday afternoon after the game against the Portland Trailblazers. Will it mean the first win of the year for the Lakers? We'll see. But go ahead, either which way, check us out. Our thoughts each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.